and welcome to Blades Pod, Monday, 14th December. My name is Ben, and here comes Andrew once again. How you doing, mate? Just the same as last week and the week before and the <laughs> week before. Paste, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, my, uh, my my brother messaged me after the game yesterday. Actually, and was like, I don't even know what to say about that. I was like, well, just how about just the same as you said last week and the week before that, the week before that. Um, it, yeah, it, it, slightly, it, slightly worse. Well, probably a lot worse, if anything, really, that, in fact. So we're actually getting worse somehow. Yeah, it's, it's not ideal. Um, it occurred to me that we are the Santa Claus of the Premier League. We are bringing joy to teams around the country every single yeah. week in Southampton. We're, we're next on the agenda this week we very generously turned up and uh, got very comfortably beaten by a team that didn't need to try copy and paste that one from pretty much every game this season. I mean, I, I did yep. go into this with a little bit of like uh, superstitious optimism, thinking like, is this the week? Fan, this is our obviously our uh, first game played in front of fans, and they're all wearing mm. red and white, so you never know. Maybe that's the thing that brings brings the sort of uh, the power back to our game, but. Yep. Nah, not even nah, close. Not, we're not interested in that sort of nonsense. <laughs> uh, I mean, just all right. So I think this is. I have absolutely zero positives to pull out of this game. So uh, if you uh, are listening to this and you're hoping that we're going to give you a glimmer of hope, then maybe something will will rise from the uh, the maelstrom of of stuff that we're going to talk about. But. It probably won't, so I guess apologies. Funnily enough, someone tweeted us both, I think, saying, oh, it's like therapy blades pod, but it's like therapy if your therapist is basically saying, yeah, you are rubbish, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got can... every reason to be depressed, to be honest. Yeah, so your therapist is giving you a reality check the whole time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, just, I think the thing that kind of gets me down is... This is just another game where I knew we were going to lose after two, two minutes. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I think... I think a lot of football fans, there's a bit of a trope in it where they, they go through this thing of like, well, you know, that's that's this game gone. You know, when the opposition score or you miss a penalty, you know, well, we're definitely going to lose now, aren't we? But our yeah. games actually are gone within a few minutes when you see what yeah. the pattern is going to be. And that was it against Southampton. I was like, we just, what are we doing? I mean, we'll get on to the team in a second, but it's like, what are we doing? Like, how, how are we going to try and get something out of this game when we're basically just saying, yeah, just, just have the ball, uh, keep attacking I guess and hopefully you won't score in the entire 90 minutes because we're not going to score in the 90 minutes so that, make... that's it that that was the tactic let's just see if you can score and let's hope you have a few near misses I, I, I don't know like if Wilder's just protecting the plays and stuff like that um, but I, I, he's after the match comment when he was talking about all the shape and the uh, solidarity solidarity sorry, say were good for the first half an hour I just thought I, I just don't see that personally at all I don't I it just I... I just I feel so I, I sometimes feel like we're being sort of typical pessimistic football fan you know being melodramatic but we're not mm-hmm. are we this is just the reality no. I mean I said this to you the other week it, it feels like everyone else is playing a different sport to us you know it really one, does one really, way, really does. yeah one way that you know the games have like some back and forth you know where one team's on top for a bit and then the other team's on top and then the other team comes back into it where uh, where surprise results can happen where you sometimes beat teams that are of similar yep. ability level to you we're just not I mean and, and you know and, and, unless we forget we could very easily have lost all 12 games you know with one dodgy penalty or one penalty miss or one Mitrovic yeah. you know horror show in front of goal from being 12 played 12 defeats and that is probably a fair reflection of where we are to be honest yeah I, I mean the thing is I think if you put people are saying like oh we look at championship side I think if you put any championship side possibly maybe not the bottom four or five or whatever because they're both playing rubbish but and give them 16 games, which is what, it, what it's been including last season against Premier League opposition. I think they pick up more than one point in those 16 games. And I think that's how bad it is. I think, yeah, it's not the League One days or anything like that. And yeah, we're playing against good sides and I understand all that. But I think the points tally now is it's becoming, it's indefensible. Yeah. I really do think it's, it's humiliating, really. But it's not, it's the performances as well, isn't it? That, I mean, that's it's... correct, yeah. I mean, people say, oh, you're only losing by the odd goal. That's most of those games we could have lost by a lot more, let's be honest. The Leicester, I keep seeing people saying, we're all right against Leicester. I can't see how you can say that. We should have been 3-0 down at half-time. You know, Manchester yeah. City could have had four or five. But we're staying in these games a lot of the time due to a bit of luck and, and fair play to the players for you know for the, for the effort they put in and stuff. But we could have been out of sight for so many of these games. It's not as if... You know, it's one, one, two, two, three, three. And we're losing four, three. Yeah, we're basically getting like outplayed in every match, yeah, and, and I... somehow managing to keep the score down. 
Well, I think we've mentioned it before, haven't we, that teams teams just know they don't need to run up the mm. score against us because they, if they take the lead, that's generally the end of the game. We've scored five goals in, uh, in 12 games now. I mean, yeah, we had three shots yesterday. Three shots in a game. Not on target. Not on target. Uh, I can't remember what the possession stats were, but uh, uh, one... I think, tw- I think it was less than 30%. Yeah, I'll try and bring that up while we're talking. It's certainly very appalling. I mean, I, 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 take, I think I tweeted this as well, but... First 20 minutes, we completed nine passes. The entire team completed nine passes in 20 minutes. uh, No matter what you think about, and Southampton are a really good side, and I like them, and I don't want to take anything away from that, but that is disgraceful. We had eight, I think Southampton had 80%, over 80% possession after 20 minutes. It went down. This is Southampton. This is not sort of, I'm no offense to Southampton. I think they're a really, really good team. But when that's League One against Barcelona sort of t- uh, stats. It is. I think a League One team, if it was a cup game, surely they put up more of a fight than that. Mm. I mean, they just, you know, they. I just, oh, I'm really, I really, I would say I despair, but it's just, it's happened so often that it's hard to be much more than a bit angry, I guess, rather than, or, or just sad. I've you said that, because I've, I've wrote down, actually, yeah, that, that this is the first time for a long time, well, Maybe under Wilder's era, off the top of my head, because the South End game was just a massive disappointment. Mm. That I've been angry, to be honest, because I was angry with that performance. I thought I just I thought the entire performance was indefensible. We got outworked, we got outran, we got out. I mean, you're all right. You can get outclassed by, and they've got a better team. Everyone's but, got a better team though. Like eventually, every, you have to yeah, do something yeah. different, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And you know, looking at uh, Jay's tweets yesterday, and he sums it up. If you if you haven't got on, you know, got on his account and have a look, because. Mm. He, you know, he's a very positive fan, Jay. He's not he's not reactionary or anything like that. And he's he's saying like that that's just not good enough. You know, every part of the game we got absolutely destroyed. Not just sort of oh yeah, they were slightly better there. It it yeah. was it was just we were completely outclassed. And what's really frustrating is it's not like it's not like naivety on our part. Like, you know, we went yeah. in with a plan and it just didn't work because Southampton just exploited it perfectly. They just played a normal game of football where they didn't have to do anything extraordinary at all and could easily have won by more goals than they did. I mean, 3 0 was yeah. absolutely, you know, not a flattering scoreline for them at all. No, 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 no. Um, this is, this is the, this, that's the thing as well. It's it sort of. It, I, I hate saying this, keep saying this word, humiliate him. But, you know, they're doing the old A's, the, the fans who've got the Southampton goalkeeper, you know. Yeah, openly mocking us on social media. Yeah, when I say people say it's trolling, it's not trolling. He didn't have anything to do. I could have been in goal for him. Yeah. And and it is humiliating for the players, and and that obviously reflects on the fans as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, to be blunt, that's a performance after everything that's gone before that would get almost any other manager sacked, I think. I mean, it was just, that's how bad it was. This is the thing as well. I think that I, I had a, a debate with my good, good, good uh, debate with my mate Liam last night about, it, and he just sort of disagreed with what what I'm going about to say in this in this podcast and stuff, and <laughs> said, you know, we we just we've sort of been caught out, and last season has um has raised the expectations and stuff. I, I mean, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I respect his opinion and stuff. I just can't. I think what we're talking about now, though, is is we are putting in performances. And we're on a run of results that nobody wants Wilder sacked. I'm not saying we want Wilder sacked, but it's pretty obvious that that's where this is going to end up if this carries on. Because we're not just in a relegation zone or anything like that. We are losing every single week convincingly. Maybe yeah. not scoreline-wise, but performance-wise. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I keep... <laughs> I sort of threw out there as a joke last week, but I did, I did now genuinely think, like, can we just just have Wilder just go on holiday, like just you know, forget this season, come back in the summer, and mm. we'll uh, we'll start again in the championship. But and like yeah. I said, I don't want that. I'd like to really establish that I don't want Wilder sacked or anything like that. But I just think this only goes one way. You can't carry on this bad. It's always one thing going down. It's mm. another thing going down with one point because at this moment in time, yeah, you know, Burnley are picking up, Fulham are picking up. There's only West Brom that we're anywhere near. Yeah, and even they've won uh, more games than we have, obviously. And got, yeah, got, got against odd, us. <laughs> yeah, got, got the odd draw, that kind of thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh, I'm the same as you, you know. I hope uh, very much hope Wilder is here to uh, lead us in the Championship next season, but it, it would be unprecedented if he is almost, like, you know, the yeah, way it's going. As you said, I think people quite Sorry, I think people are quite surprised that Farky stayed at Norwich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they went down, what, 20-odd points or something like that? Yeah. I'd snap your hand off for 20 points for us now is something like seven or eight wins is it something like that and 
I don't know where they're coming. Because someone will say, someone will say, you know, um, oh, we've still got a chance. There's so many points to play for. I think I'm right in saying to get to 30 points. My maths is not very good. They've got a D in maths at school. It's awful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's something like that. We have to win seven and draw eight of our last 26 games or something like that, just to get to 30 points. To 30, yeah, it would be. Uh, cause yeah, because we've got, we got one. You throw in uh, 21 for seven wins, and then yeah, to make up the balance with the draws, six, yeah. seven or eight draws. Um, I mean, I. I was going to uh, get onto this later, but I'll lob it in here. So credit to Daniel Story for pointing this one out, the uh, the football writer. But <laughs> basically, if we if we had an amazing season last season, we finished ninth. We got fifty four points, I think it was. If we replicated that points per game for the whole of last season over our remaining twenty six games, we end up with thirty seven points. So yeah, basically, in we a normal to... season, that sends you down. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. We basically need to replicate how amazing we were last season for the remaining 26 games in order to have a fighting chance of staying up. Yeah. It's just not going to happen, is it? I mean, we'll we'll get onto that in more detail in a bit, I think. But um, yeah, if you're wondering why I'm like being a bit pessimistic here, I mean, (laughs) what can I tell you? I've seen a couple of tweets and a couple of Facebook posts and a couple of people messaging and stuff and saying, Oh, you know, you've got to keep the faith and stuff like that. And I'm happy to keep the faith long term and stuff yeah. like that. But this season, come on, do you know what I mean? You've got to be realistic. He's he's, he's gone, on it? It's going to be a miraculous recovery. The only, I think, the only hope is that um, it's like you genuinely only need 20 points to stay up. But and I that, can't see that with the way the form have, have kicked on. Yeah, exactly. It's almost certainly going to be a, a normal amount of points and. We're in such a hole that we're going to have to play. Well, we're going to have to play like a, a Europa League challenger for the remainder of the season. Um, to get <laughs> we're out of far it. away from that. Yeah, we're going to have to play like Southampton, basically, or a Europa League challenger for the rest of the season. And we just got outclassed by Southampton. So yeah, it's not looking good. So we'll talk future prospects at the back end of this podcast. Actually. Yeah. Um, so just coming back to this Southampton game. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we have had some games where we start quite well and then fade. You know, we have like a good 10 minutes. Mm. And then, you know, I think we did it against uh, did it against West Ham. You know, we didn't really create anything, but it was like, you know, we're, we're, the intensity is there. You know, we're getting men forward did it against Chelsea. I don't think we really did it against uh, Leicester, to be fair. And uh, we definitely didn't do it against Southampton. So that's kind of what I mean about that inside two minutes thing. It's just like, well... What's going on here? But and I, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful here to players who've given us a lot, and um, you know many of them will rightly go down as like modern legends of this team yeah. of this of this club. But what was that team selection? I mean, Sharp and Jackie Elka, and this is why I just say I don't want to be disrespectful because particularly Billy Sharp, what he's given to us is absolutely yeah. amazing. I will never yeah, forget yeah. it. But. He can't be starting up front for us unless literally that, everyone else is injured. I think when I first saw the team, my initial reaction was to go to Jagielka and say, what, Jagielka? I said to you, it's almost like a roll-up, roll-up. Who's going to be the next to play on the left-hand side of the fence? You'll never survive. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a like a rider. It's like Jagielka. Well, you know, Alan Nils due next week, and then Chris Wilder the week after that, and then... <laughs> Well, this is game the week after that's coming back for a slot there. Just every week it's someone different. He and is the of, sixth player to play in that position in twelve games. Well, Keen Bryan's out for a month, so yeah. you know if things can't get any worse. Well, you know the season's <laughs> going badly when uh, Brian being out for a month is genuinely bad news. Oh yeah, no offense to him, but yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. But the, and then I sort of because all my attention was to, to why, why is Jackie Elka there? It's only at kickoff that I thought. Hang on, why is Billy Sharp playing again? <laughs> and you, I, you know, I, I try and uh, I try and find the reason myself. I'm like, okay, so you know, all right, we didn't create anything against Leicester, but against uh, you know, against West Brom, you know, we, I think yeah. everybody kind of discussed it, didn't they? Like, well, if Sharp had had half of those chances, we'd have won that game easily. So you kind of think like, oh, okay, so if we get a couple of chances, Sharp's probably still one of the best couple of finishers at the club. That's yeah, going to yeah. probably lead to a goal. But you and I have said before, you know. Again, with respect to Billy, it just doesn't offer us anything. I think like... in a game where you've got possession against West Brom, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. fine. But, you know, play Billy Sharp. I'm happy for Billy Sharp to be here next year in the Championship. Maybe not every week or anything like that, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to be in there because hopefully, touch wood, I'll more, we'll get on to next year or whatever soon, but hopefully I have more possessions to create more chances. That's fine. When you're obviously going to be up against it and when you've got seemingly no attempt to try and attack where there were no sort of it was just basically let's sit back and try and get to nil nil at half time I think that the tactics were or maybe that's what it seemed anyway I 
what I can't see what he offered, especially up front with McBurney. Yeah. I mean, the one thing for Southampton have got is a high line. That's how that's how Tottenham destroyed them when they beat them five one, mm. because they push up, and 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 yet we played our two probably slowest strikers. I just found it bizarre. Yeah, I just I mean, look, the reason we lost three 0 is not because of Sharp and Jagielka. They were I thought Sharp actually were one of our better players in terms of when he got the ball. He used it fairly well. Other players, it was just bouncing off him and passing it everywhere. It's yeah. just that Billy Sharp got about 10 touches, I would have thought, in the entire game in the same way that Bruce did. Because it's not his fault that we're not playing anywhere like, you know, to his strength. You can't be booting the balls over the top for Sharp. Yeah, exactly that. And and that just, yeah, it just makes me think, like, well, what are we trying to do here? Like, you know, some, I don't know. I feel like I'm straying into saying something that I will later regret, essentially. With, <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, with this with this lineup um, and, and this approach. I mean, you touched on it there. I don't know what we're trying to do. I don't know what the plan was. I couldn't see how we intended to deviate from it. I don't know how we can go, like, two straight games looking like this where we just have absolutely no prayer of scoring a goal. I mean, I know we... All right, I know we scored against Leicester, but it was from a very rare corner. We didn't yeah. actually create basically anything in the rest of and the game. And our best chance in this game came from a corner with an Egan header. We were nowhere really near the goal, but I suppose you could have said Burgers actually in the first half. But Yeah, one one bit of play. I think it was like 35 minutes gone and we had our first shot or something. Like and that. this, is why, this is why it were embarrassing, because even when we had that shot, and I think I text you, it might have been someone else, and I said, we, we've had a shot. And, and that's not like, that. that's happening every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also... So I'm texting you or someone saying, hey, at least we've had a shot half an hour gone. It's almost like a joke, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. funny, but you, you look at it sort of seriously and you're like, this is just this is terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm like simultaneously relieved and disappointed when we have a shot because it's like, oh, we finally had one. But then I think like, oh, we've used up one of our three or four shots we're going to have in this whole game. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm probably extra life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm probably going to sit here for another 20 minutes before we have another attack of note. And it's... You know, again, that sounds melodramatic, football fan. But no, that's actually this season so far. Yeah. Just there's there's been no joy for us. Just joy for everybody else. You, you, I did a view from uh, Sheffield United fans yesterday because I just couldn't face. I've toys out of the pram a little bit. I just couldn't face another <laughs> view from gloating fans. Basically, literally, people who went to the game as well just thought about it would be too depressing. Mm. And, and some of the most respected Twitter accounts that I've come across or I'm following and stuff like that. These are not reactionary people. They're saying the same as us. So it's not just. I don't think we're just throwing the toys out of the pram and saying, "Ah, it's rubbish." Blah, blah blah blah. Like you know, like certain people were last season. Every time we lost a game, I think you can't you can't deny what's happening in front of your eyes. And I, I think people now are resorting back to, "Oh yeah, but it's at least it's not League One." And I understand. Yeah, the team is obviously far better, and they, and they care far more than that team we had in League One under Weir or whatever. Mm. But even that team under Nigel, we won a few games, and I don't care what the. I've said this before. I don't care what division you're in. You win a game, you feel good. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're in League Two. You might say, "Oh, you know, we, we should be doing better," but you know, we've won the game. Have a, have a drink, happy, one 0 Come on. There's no hope, and that's the worst thing that it's, I've never known a Sheffield United team have l- so little hope of achieving anything a season this early. Yeah. Even even on a game by game basis, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even under even under David Weir, you thought, well, you know, ten games gone, he's probably going to get fired. We all knew that. And then who knows? Someone comes in, and the, and the early Clough games were appalling. Mm. But even under Clough in that second season, we got in the playoffs, and it, it was turgid football. But you, there was something to shout about, and they, you went into games thinking, well, we've got the players to win this, even if we never performed. Yeah, I know. This uh, I, I I don't think I've seen a team, a United team, this out of its depth. In the whole time, I never have, and that's the hardest thing. It's, yeah. I'm not criticizing this team and this set of players in terms of everything they've given us, and I'm not comparing them to that League One, to any of those League One teams, or even the Championship teams under Blackwell or whatever. Yeah. But there's no getting away from the fact it's the most out of depth team that we've in my lifetime we've ever had because it has to be just due to the points tally. The, the, the league table's there for a reason. It sort of sums up how good you are, and mm. we are absolutely terrible for the level that we're playing at. Right yeah. now, yeah, I, I mean, there's, yeah, you, you can't really argue with that. You can definitely say, uh, you know, I think it'd be farcical to say, oh, the league, the league one team was better than this under Adkins or whatever, because that's no, just no, no, obviously no. nonsense. But yeah, yeah, uh, you know, ultimately, it does come, you know, the, the teams that you're playing against, you, those are the ones you get judged against, I guess. That's it, and it's not black and white because people will probably listen to this and say, oh yeah, but how bad was it under Adkins? And it was, and nobody wants to go back to that. No mm-hmm. one's saying this team isn't as good as that team or. or that Wilder's you know, not as good as Atkins, but 
We are literally losing every single game. We've lost 15 out of the last 16 games, I think it is. I've never known that as a fan, and I, and I, I don't really know how to take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, people who've been fans for slightly longer um, will have experienced similar or worse runs, but... Yeah, someone that started watching in the in the mid nineties. It's certainly the most yeah. uh, most out of depth I can remember a team for sure. I mean, even you know, even uh, the Warnock Premier League team. I mean, you, you knew what the plan was, I guess, in a lot of games, and we put put up a five, particularly at home. We were, you know, very good at home that season. That was a Warnock style performance in many ways yesterday, in the ter- in the sense that we had no, it seemingly had no intention of winning the game. We just wanted to. It see, I'm not saying this was the plan, but it seemed if that were Warnock in charge, you think well, he's just trying to keep the scoreline down. You know, just you people behind the ball and stuff like that. But what I'll say with the Warnock team is, that at least they're a danger of set piece and stuff like that. Yeah, they had yeah they had some strengths. It was it was a very limited amount of strengths, and yeah. the strengths weren't very strong. But they were there, and I said this yeah. maybe three or four weeks ago. I just don't know what we're good at anymore because that, 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 that team under Warnock as well, it was poor. We had Ledgerwood and Montgomery mm. midfield mm. and all this sort of stuff. He's obviously out of the depth in the Premier League. Mm. But the players who run around and all this sort of stuff, I thought the midfield in terms of Berger and Ampadu were absolutely appalling yesterday, to be honest. I don't think they give us anything. I thought, yeah, this is one of the first times this season I thought you could genuinely say that, that there was a lack of effort, I think. You know, I yeah. wouldn't... I would never go as far as question like professionalism or anything like that, but no, it was a real. Just, I mean, somebody tweeted me saying like, "I don't think we've we've won a single individual battle or game," and I was like, "I'm not even sure we've been near enough to someone where you could call yeah. it an individual battle. Never mind, like, had a chance of winning it. I mean, yeah, it, it was bad, man. That's what I mean about you know, a, a lot of other managers will get sacked after that performance coming on the back of what's gone before. I think. Yeah, I think um, I think every single manager currently in football goes on a run like this and has a performance like that and they're out maybe Sean Dyche is the only one that wouldn't yeah possibly yeah 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 but it's I mean, a maybe yeah. I think yeah, um, yeah I, I think, just I think the Burnley fans would be calling for while, uh, for Dyche's head more than our fans are yeah yeah I agree um, but yeah I mean I, w- I would really love to know what Wilder honestly thought of that first half because if he thought we competed well or whatever it was you know stayed solid then I'm not seeing it, and that's really worrying. Um, but just also, like, just what were we trying to do? I mean, McBurney and Sharp up front, as you said, that midfield just didn't get near anyone, never got on the ball. You know, we I think our first spell of possession was after about 20-odd minutes. Yeah. And we made, like, three or four passes in defence and then kicked it out because McBurney was injured. And I was like, yeah, oh. it wouldn't have kicked it out because they blasted it out of play. Or like, it was sort of like Jagielka. Jagielka, I was finally got hold of the ball, but I'm having a bit of a rest. And then he's down... <laughs> Blasted out of play for a throw-in. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack Elka, yeah. by the way, because we slagged him off. I actually thought he was probably our best outfield player. He was fine. That's what I'm saying. That's they're not the reason we lost this game. It's just like, no. has it really come to this that we're having to? We've now gone to Jack Elka, as I said, the our sixth, our fifth attempt to replace O'Connell, sixth player to play left centre back. Um, yeah. You know, he's he is now back up to Key and Brian essentially. That's how how far down the depth yeah. chart we've gone to borrow an American phraseology there. And yeah, and Sharp... heaven knows what's happened to Robinson. Like I said, I don't think he's the answer by any stretch of the imagination. But exiled, again, just yeah, something's gone off there. You don't just lose in a team this bad when you're desperate for left-handed centre halves. It's left-handed centre halves. You don't just sort of you know we've got one there. All right, he's not brilliant, but you're just like right, you're not in the squad. Yeah, yeah, uh, someone who's been okay in that position over the yeah five out of ten which is better than a lot of of people have tried there yeah yeah exactly um yeah i mean mcburney and sharp mcburney was great last week against leicester i thought in with you know limited opportunity to do anything but as we say you know it's just so obvious that there was no danger to southampton at all from that front Uh two they you know we it felt like they had several, I know it's a bit of a, a cliche, but it felt like they had extra players because they kind of did because they didn't need to have their fullbacks defending because they, it, there was just absolutely no threat. You know, there was um, Vestergaard's like an absolute beast in the air. So that completely yeah. negates, um, you know, any kind of ball over, ball uh, long ball kind of thing. I think they, those, I sent you this before, I'm doing those two centre-halves have like one of the best aerial dual win percentages yeah. in, the, uh, in the whole That's, Premier League. I don't understand the Sharp thing. I, again, this is not having a go at Sharp. I don't want people to think of just saying, oh, it's Billy Sharp's fault or anything like that. I just don't think that's any... If you're going to pick a game not to play him in... It's pretty much this. That's, one of the, that's in the top three. 
I would, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, and you know, uh, Burke isn't on the bench. What's any idea what happened there? I, I presume not... we were injured. I presume we were injured. I have really no idea on that. Yeah, Musa is still coming back, but Brewster, McGoldrick, like I know these aren't like rapid players, but they might. You know, we can try and play a bit differently with those on the pitch. I yeah. don't know what. I, well, I, he I'm... did say. I don't know if you heard. He's uh, after the match interview, Wilder. But he, he said he put Billy Sharp in because he wanted. He said he's, he's the club captain. Eds are down, and obviously he's got the work rate and the professionalism, and I I completely get that. But that's quite a damning statement, though, isn't it? Yeah, that I'm gonna... literally, I'm going to follow up with that. Yeah, I think it is damning on that we've we've picked a player basically because he's the club captain. Not great at all. Um, there's so many red flags around this season, and this is partly why I'm like just just ready to sort of say that it's over, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, Danny Ings is not the fastest player, is he, in the world? Not he's really. Not, he's not really renowned for his, like, ultra pay. And he's far faster than McBurney and Billy Sharp. Yeah, and uh, much more technically skilled and in form as well. I mean, do, yeah. do you want to just quickly talk about the goals? I mean, the, the first, first one... was disgusting, I felt, to be honest. There were, like, four people I could have pointed a finger out there and said, well, you should have done a lot. Ampadu's head is appalling. Jack Elke gets caught out of it. I don't know what Egan's doing. Could argue Ramsdale should come out. I think there's four people there. You can say, well, you've not done your job there. Yeah, uh, is that the worst goal we conceded this season? I, I think I've just blocked loads out of my mind, but it's got to be up there, shortly uh-huh. or down there. Maybe that one against Chelsea, where Lowe and Ramsdale leave it to each other. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, very was... similar sort of goals. It was it was very amateur, and obviously, you know, if, if the plan was keep it tight and then we'll have a go in the second half, then. Uh... Yep, set fire to that one and throw it in the bin. Um, Shea Adams like looked quite surprised it had gone in. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone was like the you know as I say I've um, this is the first game I've watched with fans uh, in attendance and uh, I think the crowd reaction was a bit like uh, is that gone in the side net in because obviously yeah. they're all they're all in the on the camera side weren't they so it was like yeah. on the far side and yeah I, I I was sort of staring at it going like has that gone in like is it just you know has it kind of hit the stanchion and rolled around the back of the net or something and then you see the players celebrating and obviously our players all looking at each other like what actually just happened there but yeah that one the second one is a you know just a quick break and the uh it's a deflected shot that goes in and these are goals that relegated teams concede aren't they they're just yeah, like classics yeah. of the genre of a team yeah. that is doomed unfortunately <laughs> like um, like we said all season it's almost like if you wrote the script of the season you'd be like it's a bit too obvious this yeah well we did say uh Shea adams will definitely score last week so uh mark your card for Maguire getting uh getting on the score sheet for our next game yeah 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 um yeah i mean you know, we 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 were just defensively awful, weren't we? I think we, you know, we we conceded. I think ten shots by half time. I think it went up to sixteen by the end of the game. Yeah, it was so kind of tightened up a little bit in the second half. But I think that's largely Southampton knowing they didn't have to try and do much. But yeah, no midfield, no attack, no intensity, just a real bad showing. I thought. I mean, yeah, yeah third goal just a simple one-two and a nice finish. Just. I mean, just a team that is much better than us in every facet, putting us to the sword, yeah. basically. And the final sort of insult, Sky missed one of our three shots in the game because they were showing a replay of Theo Walcott falling over. And, yeah. uh, I really don't like action. Theo Walcott. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to state this now. I'm yeah, sure I wanted to interrogate you on this, actually. What, I don't know why. I just think he's all... It's just... Oh, I don't know. He just sums up... I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like the man. I think he's just like a little girl. Like, it's like a, a bad version of Sterling, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's Sterling if he couldn't play football, I suppose. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, like everyone thought what Sterling is. That's what everyone thought Walcott were going to be. Mm. And he's just like, he's almost like a model of Sterling in the sense that he's, it, you know, Sterling's quite a weak player and stuff like that. But he's just, there. I'm not having it. Although he'd, he'd be our best player if he came to us. So. Yeah, he, uh, he absolutely would, yeah. I remember seeing him, uh, I guess he was... Maybe seventeen. I saw him play for Southampton against us yeah. uh, at the uh, the Dell way back when, when uh, Neil Shipley scored a winner mm. in, a, in a freezing game. Happier trips to uh... yeah. Did I, did I say the Dell? Sorry, I meant St Mary's. Yeah, St Mary's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the Dell. Bloody hell, the it's Del, got a long yeah. way. Yeah, show, show me who's <laughs> there. Um, and I mean, yeah, just the sort of final mark. I guess it's like we're three 0 down. We just conceded that third goal. We kick off. It gets passed backwards. It gets passed backwards. Yeah. It goes to Ramsdale his clearance gets blocked out for a goal kick. And you're just thinking, like, what are we doing? And Ramsdale, I think, 
rightly has a go at whoever's passing it back to him. But yeah, just, yeah. I saw it... someone have a go at Ramsdale about that. I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, um, there was just so much uh, to not enjoy in this game. I really, really hated when Berger won the ball, got clipped, didn't fall over, and immediately lost the ball, and then fouled his man one second yeah. later. Just like, what are you doing? I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must be smarter than that. I know you are. I've seen you play for us. Just, what are you doing? Um, I don't know what. I mean, Berger probably just getting sort of dragged down to the level of the rest of the team, but that were an awful performance from him. That, that, that I mean, on the ball, off the ball, everything about it. Him and Amper doing that midfield and Fleck. Hard pressed to find a more ineffective display from a midfield unit, I think, this season. Yeah, this is probably a good. Good stage to segue, actually, to talking about the future, I think. Um, there is no future. <laughs> there is no future. Uh, just talking about Berger, I mean, he has been... I mean, everyone's been poor for ages, but he has noticeably dropped, I would say, in the last five or six games. Like, from... I think when we... What was it? The last international break? We, I think we said he was our player of the season so yeah, far. Yeah, not getting player of the season, yeah. Cannot say that about the last few games. Really I think, bad. I think right player of the season would be at the moment. Maybe a ball dock, I don't know, because at least he puts the effort in. I think Bergen, the last three games, well, well since West Brom, mm. Chelsea, in fact, he were, he were awful in that game as well. And I mean, really, really poor. And it's not just him, but the drop-off in him and the, and the talent that we know he's got and stuff, it probably, possibly stands out a little bit more. Yeah, so, so I mean, simple question. It's over, right? The season's over. Yeah. Like... What what percentage chance would you give us of staying up from here? I was thinking about this last night, and I ge- I genuinely genuinely believe there's more there's as much chance of Wednesday getting in the playoffs because it's easier to go on a run in the championship. And I think the twenty two yeah. points behind is something stupid. No, I don't might not be that far behind. There's something like that, and that sounds ridiculous. I know that sounds ridiculous, but to go on a run in the in the Premier League that we need to go on to stay up to get thirty eight points. It's as unrealistic for me as Wednesday going in and running the championship to get in the playoffs, and Wednesday bottom of the championship. Yeah, I'd probably take I'd probably take that side of it as well. I think I think yeah, I'm probably thinking like a five percent chance, but even that, you know, one in one in twenty from here, that seems really optimistic to be if honest. We were, sure... If we were playing well, it's the performances as you said earlier. If we were playing okay, yeah, losing by the odd goal, you could possibly say yeah, I can see it, but we're getting yeah. worse week on week. So what are, what are we? We are nine nine points. Nine points, I think it is. Safety. Yeah. So you can say that and go like, well, look, look, it's only nine points. It's only three wins. But it's like we haven't come close to getting nine points this season. We've come no. close to getting three, really. Like, no. um, it's eight points. Excuse me, that burns. Eight points, but right. they they do have a game in hand though. Um, so yeah, I that's think, it. Yeah, I really think the the, the only <sighs> this is awful, but the, the 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 only sort of thing to fight for this season. The reason I'll still be watching the games and stuff is because. It's so important for next season how we finish this one. I think it could change. If we win seven games from now to the end of the season, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is in the way that we're playing, mm. I think next season looks different. I think you can say, look, we had a bad start. Everything went against us. Eds were down, but we sorted ourselves out. And we've got, you know, I'm talking about if we get 20 points here or something like that, mm. you can sort of say, look, we had that awful start, but we still managed to get 20 points next season. You know, but let's rebuild We'll come back. We'll learn some stuff. I think if we go down in the way that we're going down, I just I do I don't see how this team comes back from this like absolute humiliation. So I'm going to counter that that the if you look at the top three of the championship, all yeah. had nightmare seasons last season. It wasn't like they were uh, you know railing against the dying of the light to the last. I mean, look at Norwich; they like absolutely down tools, didn't they, for the last few months? Bournemouth yeah, they lost were, the last ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah Bournemouth had a, a couple of games that they were in, but ultimately, you know, we're on a massive losing streak, and that cost yeah. Eddie Howe his job. Watford just a total shambles of a season. I know they're going to get; they had way more points than we're going to get, probably. But you know, they, they were a car crash, and yet very easily, you know, it looks like at least two of those are going to come straight back up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 In some ways, what you've said is the more logical uh, forecast, I think, of, like, how on earth would this team playing like this turn it around next season? It's but... not just, I think individually the, the players are good to great championship players. Mm. I think as a unit, if we go down in the most hum- humiliating fashion possible, I, I think that's that just psychologically puts... It, 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 you once again, you've, it's another massive hurdle in front of you. Trying, it's hard enough as it is to get try and get promoted in the championship. Yeah, I guess so. I just, 
But maybe, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, like I say, if we win six or seven games and go down with 20 points, it, that sounds ridiculous because it sounds like nothing. I'll be sat here saying, do you know what? Fancy's next season. We've got rid of that losing streak. All right. You know, we lost what, 26 games left. You know, we lost 18 of them or anything like that. But, you know, we've got those six or seven wins. It shows that we can win football games. I think it's important sort of to get the belief back in the players that they're not a terrible football team. They're just a football team on a terrible run. Yeah, it does feel like that. I mean, a lot of the uh, like football writers, football analysts I follow on Twitter yesterday, I don't know if it was like the first time they watched us for a little bit or something, <laughs> but there was, there was just like an outpouring of sadness on our mm. behalf. Like, you yeah, know, they were just saying like, you know, it's just... It's really sad what's happening with Sheffield United. That's the only word we can use about it at this point. Is, I, I had a Leeds fan text me saying, uh, he'd been texting me that, uh, you know, that Wilder with his head in his hands all week, <laughs> uh, like joking and stuff. And he, he did get in touch and I said something about him because I felt really sorry for you today, to be honest. And it's like, <laughs> we're not even getting the, the Mickey took out of us, you know what I mean? He's uh, he's probably just seeing uh, Leeds' future next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking over the shoulder now, aren't they the best team that's ever been promoted? Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, especially with the uh, the other teams at the bottom that aren't us. Oh, West Brom, I suppose, picking up a few results. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, I mean, look, I think we're both uh, we're both saying that we're going to be in the championship next season. It is mid December. January is obviously upon us. Not to uh, wish Christmas away, of course, uh, and with it, a fresh transfer window. Yeah. What do we do in January? I put this, this to you last night. Go for it. I think this is so difficult. The one hand, you want to start playing the likes of Brewster because they're going to be in next season, you know, McBurney, and not playing the likes of uh, Jagielka, Rodwell. Well, Rodwell don't play anyway, but you know what I mean? The players that you think are going to leave. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you're putting these players in, you know, you're going with the younger players, so to speak. Is that just going to be completely destroy the confidence and sort of, I don't think. I mean, while there's not about four loan players, I don't. I really don't see the point. I don't know about you. Mm, no, I, I don't either. Um, I think if, if the loans to buy, that's fair enough. Let's say, uh, what's his name at Preston, <clears throat> Ben Davis, that contract. You may, you might get him on a loan to buy at the end of the season. You, you know, pay him a bit more money to, to take him on loan, and then get him on a free at the end of the season. I, I don't, stuff like that. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. But don't about Marcus Rowe and stuff like that. What's the point? Yeah. I don't, I don't like him. He looks like uh, the lead singer of Blink-182. That's, that's the reason <laughs> that's I don't like him. That's the reason not to have him. Ben no, but Davies. I just think if you're going to have short-term loans like we did last year with Retsos and Zikrovic, you've got no intention of keeping, don't, just keep your money in your pocket. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess we I mean, we're just picking two examples. So I guess with Retsos, I think we were hoping that would work out. I, mean, I think that was a, you know, yeah. bring him in now and then uh, hopefully... Hopefully he'll impress and sign him permanently. So yeah, I yeah. guess that that if we if we're loaning players to get us out of this hole, I think I'd rather just roll with what we've got and accept yeah. the consequences. To be honest, yeah. Um, I don't think I want us to see. I want to see us spend any money unless. Well, I don't know. I mean, we, we we're going to need to replace Lundstrom. I think um, the but... only way I want us to spend money is if it's for people for next season. In terms of, you know the the. <sighs> It's, it's difficult because it's a, it's a terrible market. But again, just using Ben Davis' example, players who are out of contract at the end of the season, you might be able to get on a, on a smaller fee in the same way that we're probably going to lose Lundstrom for that same reason. Yeah. Um, should we sell Sanderberger? Yes, for me. Because uh, he's not going to... I say he's not going to be here next year. I don't, I don't know who's going to buy him on recent displays. But <laughs> I, I, I think, will his market value be better now? Will, will a club like Arsenal panic and sign him, for instance? I'm not sure. If you can get the best money for him now, yeah, because we're down and he's not going to be here probably. So what's the point of, you know... I, even that, you know, you know, argue, do you send Ampatu back? I, I, it sounds so defeatist, but we are quite clearly gone. So why not work with the players that you've got? Yeah. I. Uh, what about I, you? Would you get rid of Sanderberger? I think it makes sense to test the market. On him, yeah. as you say, if there's yeah. a if there's a team out there, uh, Arsenal are a great one to pull pull out of the air there. To be honest, for uh, yeah. somebody who might panic by a uh, a technically good holding midfielder, um, and and we can get some value for him, then yeah, I think it makes sense. To be honest, I'd, I'd hate to see him go, but as you say, it's very unlikely he's going to be here in the Championship. He's not really helping us at the moment. The you know the performances, the league position speaks to that. Yeah, we're probably going to have to sell him in six months. Why not take the cash now if it's if it's there, if if the value is there? Um, I don't think it should be like 
get rid of him immediately or anything like that. You know, yeah. it might make sense to hold him onto him longer if if no one's willing to spend. But the problem yeah, is I mean, you... buying championship players again. You'd have thought, unless we go into the European market. Who's going to let go of their play? Everybody can get in the playoffs in the championship, basically. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be difficult to sort of bring in decent players from the championship. Like I said, uh, the Ben Davis thing, Preston, the 15th. I'm just having a look now. You know, they only need to win two, two games in the playoffs. Why would they let go of these people? You know what I mean? So even if we've got his eye on someone from Luton or Barnsley or whatever, it, they're going to they're going to cost us a lot of money because they're not going to be wanting to let go of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Berger, I mean... You could argue is brought in to kind of kick us on, you know, mm. as, as like we're you know we, we're buying from a position of strength, um, yeah. But uh, we obviously haven't done that, and we're going to be in the championship next season. And he almost certainly won't be. Well, we've bought so, him for, for his resale value. I imagine at the moment we're not going to get. We, we might get what we paid for him. Somewhere around that, yeah. Um, I would imagine he's on you know one of the highest earners at the club. I would yeah. have thought, you know, coming from a Champions League team. Yeah, um, I think it does. It's just horrible to say, but I do think it makes sense to to cash in if if the market is right. If someone comes in and offers you your money back, I think you say right. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was uh, I was heartened to see a new contract for George Baldock this week. Yeah, because that um, you know is a nice sign that things aren't being completely blown up in the background and we are still thinking long-term. And uh, another player who got a new contract was Reese Norrington-Davis, who yeah. is on loan at one of the clubs you just mentioned. Get him back. Get him all back. Reese Ryan Davis, I don't want to puncture the myth of Reese Ryan Davis, but he's actually been dropped recently by Luton. Oh, has um, he? I've not followed that closely. Yeah, um, and they said, like, he's, they've said it's tiredness, um, mm. which could be true. It's his first season at championship level, but I think his performances have, have dropped off slightly since. Obviously, he went away with Wales and stuff like that, and he played, I think he played all three games there. So I'm not writing him off as a player or anything, but. I don't necessarily think Norrington Davis is the the you know the the, the is going to dramatically change anything if we bring him back. No, definitely not. But perhaps it benefits us long term to have him around the squad. Uh, yeah, I guess and, it, uh, same same with Luke Freeman. If Luke Freeman's got another year left, which I think he has, bring him back. If he's not good enough, whatever. But I mean, like, he's another one who can't get in the Forest team, so he doesn't doesn't really bode well, does it? This. But... Yeah, when was the last? Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, to an extent, that's. Um change of manager isn't it yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. and shift of formation i think he's played seven minutes in the last month i think <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah what a, what a great loan that has proved to be for all so you, you could come back anyway oh. to your loan for him. and if he comes back i'd be tempted to and this again it sounds ridiculous because they're not he's not as good but get rid of berg and you've got Luke freeman there you know almost playing like a you could play like the lundstrom role but on the other side just to see yeah. if he's going to be good for next season because he's here, yeah. you know, we've got him, he's here. He, he costs us a bit of money. He's a proven championship player. Let's just see what he's got. Yep, he has not started since uh, the fourth... He hasn't started for eight games and he hasn't been in the squad for the last six. So Luke Yeah, he's gone. I, th- I think they'll be doing everything they can to send him back, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know about Regan Slater, whether it's worth him coming back from his loan at Hull, to be honest. I think like, the younger players, and Norton Davis goes into this, if they're not going to get games with us, leave them where they are. Because yeah. long term, that, that'll benefit them more. The only person, by the way, about George Baldock's contract who will not be happy, I imagine, is Jaden Bogle. <laughs> Jaden Bogle. <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, surely he's going to play at some point. Um, yeah, I guess just with, just to cover off those players that are out on loan, um, by no means do I think they are going to turn this situation around, and yeah. it may well be harmful to even attempt that. Uh, harmful for their development, I think. To, yeah. uh, you know, yank him back from Hull and Luton and everyone chuck him in our first team. Yeah. Th- that could be very damaging for them long term. But, yeah, there yeah. may be some benefit to having them as part of the squad for the rest of the season. We'll see. I think Luke Freeman, yeah, bring him back because if he's going to... Unless, we, unless we're completely sold on the fact that he's not going to be playing for his next season mm-hmm. and he's not even championship class, which I can't quite believe because yeah. he ex- he's been excellent at the championship. Um, you know, if he's at any part of our... If, if he's in our mind for next season, bring him back and just give him a few games. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, look, we, we kind of have nothing to lose at this point from the rest of the season, don't we? I mean, as I said, it's going to take a, an incredible run of form, really, relative to our ability level to yeah. get out of this hole. We have to be thinking for next season, you know, and that's obviously a very bitter pill to swallow for everybody and a lot of pride among those players. Obviously, you know, most of them joined a team or have played in a team that were a top 10 Premier League team as recently yeah. as, what, six months ago. Mm. 
but we now have to be looking to the future and we we have to try something different in these games because like who cares now i mean what difference does it make you know if, if that was plan a yesterday well, it's not good enough. I yeah, mean, yeah. You're just going to get hammered every game. because The tactics you've... definitely have to change. I don't think it'll make a difference massively on the scores, but I think the tactics have to change just to see what else we've got in his locker. Yeah, uh, you know, what could work next season. And, and play yeah. the players that are going to be a part of this team next season and the season after that. I mean, Norwich got absolutely battered last year in the last 10 games, and Farke got hammered for playing so attackingly and stuff, and... But this is what Wilder could say. He might say, well, you know, he stuck with it. He lost the last 10 and now the top of the league. Do we mm. stick with the system and keep going with it and try and play his way into form? But I'd like to see something different. We don't. I, the players are not good enough to make the system work right now. Like, none of them are playing well enough. Yeah, completely. Um, almost almost like every single position. I would say, what, maybe, maybe seven out of the 11 outfield positions are currently underperforming. Um, Did we have Basham on the wing, by the way, at one point yesterday? I think he made, I think that was the change at half... I was I was really angry that we didn't make any subs at half-time. I thought Especially that was, Verne, who were quite clearly injured. Yeah, and obviously came off like a minute later, which is just... Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a physio, but that just seemed incredibly stupid, like yeah, putting him back out there really and he'd been injured for 20-odd minutes. I know it was like... It wasn't like he'd done his hamstring or anything. It was his shoulder, but still, I mean, come on. They must have known that he wasn't going to be able to play the rest of the game. But to not change anything else on the team in a game you were so clearly going to lose quite comfortably, really, ah, I was genuinely quite angry about that. I'm not not one of these like, right, get, you know, triple sub at half time or anything like that. You know, it's like FIFA or something, but I just thought. Are we really just going to roll out the same team, the same way of playing in the second half, and and hope that miraculously we play better? The second half, okay, for ten minutes. Basham moved into midfield. That was the one thing I didn't think we were going to do. So we no. had Basham playing much more, yeah, much more, almost wide right midfield a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like the furthest forward midfielder. <laughs> yeah, and suddenly it was like, oh look, we won some corners, and unfortunately, um, the first two corners were oh, uh, comically bad. That second corner, I think it was the second corner. I've never seen anything like that. I don't know what we're going on. Yeah, I think it's a Fleck kind of played it short and then he crossed it to the D. But like a weird like... chip, slow, high cross. To no one. <laughs> it's a nobody, yeah. Yeah, and they ended up... I think they ended up having like two counter-attacks from our two corners. So, yeah, yeah. and that's that's everything that's wrong with us at the moment, I suppose. We, you know, other team When we attack, other teams exploit it. Um, so we mm. almost can't attack... So we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to get through all these games, losing one nil, it seems. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, they're making us play again in three days' time, and unfortunately, it's against Manchester United, who were pretty good. I think it's fair to say. Maybe, maybe Man, not Man as good United as Southampton. Fan me, Sorry, yeah. yeah, Man United fan tweeting saying, "Oh, don't worry, you know, we've got Lindelof and Maguire at the back." I'm like, they'd be our best midfielders, mate. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Man U are one of the worst. Uh, I think their fan base is one of the worst for the like, oh, Man United, they never do it the easy way, do they? Sat there yeah. with 20 odd blooming Premier League titles and God knows how many European yeah, cups. Yeah, yeah. Like, sod off. I bet, yeah, I bet there'll be loads of Man United fans this week going, like, oh, Sheffield United's run's going to come to an end this week. It's Manchester funny you United. should say that. Because sod of, off. When I did the Southampton pre match view, we got to the stage now of pure sympathy and pure panic from other fans. It's weird. Last season, everybody was saying, when we were decent, Sheffield United are rubbish. They'll get found out soon. And now we're rubbish. Every like fan pre match is going, "Oh, do you know what? They're not that bad, you know, because they're all scared about losing to us." <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. They used to be scared of playing us. Now they're scared yeah. of losing to us. Unbelievable. Um, what was I saying? Man United, yes. Uh, so that's obviously perhaps not the game to you know try something different in, but like, except what have we got to lose. Like, if we lose, I mean, you know, if we played that team that way. Uh, from yesterday against Man United, five or six nil could happen. Like it could just happen anyway. So why not try something different now? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like a real like a bit of an entitled fan saying this, but I've sat through twelve games of nothing yeah. from us of just drab, boring misery. Please, can we see like you know our twenty-five million pound striker play? Can we see Burke like? Run round quickly, something like that. Yeah. Do you Probably, think there is any chance if we get beat five or six nil that Wilder goes after that game? I think there has to be a chance, like just because mm. of the run that we're on. Like it's it's 
it, I think it's literally never happened in the top flight before, right? This is no. the worst start ever. But this is um, this is what I was saying yesterday to my mate. I was just saying like this is unprecedented. We're not just talking about a team that have lost a couple of games or or have had a bad start and they've only won two out. It's every match. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would be massive credit to. Uh, the owner and the board. If Chris Wilder's still our manager at the end of the season, yeah, I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but I, yeah, I, I, I hate it, but I wouldn't be shocked at all. I'm, I'm almost ex- now not expecting it. That's tr- not not fair to say, but I, I don't think it would be as shocked as uh, I would have been two weeks ago if it happened. This is honest. it. This is the the change in the. I think that performance yesterday was almost like a wake up call. I think for. For me and many other fans, um, we, we all thought we were going to go down before that and stuff like that, realistically. I think that was a wake-up call in the sense that this is getting really, really bad now, like sort of to the point where the obvious thing... We've all said none of us want Wilder to go, and I still think you do a poll and 99%, 90% or whatever want him to stay. Mm. But it's the obvious thing to go to. When you're getting, when you're getting completely destroyed week after week, maybe not in terms of scoreline again, but, you know, in terms of performances. I think it's the obvious thing to go to, isn't it? How does the manager keep his job? Yeah, this is why I said just, uh, can we just give him the year off uh, and he can take yeah. over again in the summer? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's the thing. Like, we... <laughs> who on earth is... Who on earth would turn this around from here? Like, if we change manager tomorrow, oh, yeah. like, this no is one thing. is turning this around. This is the thing. I seems to, to save our season, we need to get... Big Sam in and get Wilder out. The season's gone, no matter who you bring in. They're not going to turn these players around to do what we need them to do. So you've yeah. got you've got two options. You either stick with Wilder and say, right, you go and build another good side for the championship, another great side for the championship, and get promoted again, and see where we are then, and accept that we might go down with four or five points, and just <laughs> hope that that doesn't hang over the club next season, or you completely change everything and say, right, we're starting afresh completely new team we might win a few games a new manager bounce or whatever we'd have a new philosophy it's difficult both ways I'd personally keep it Wilder yeah maybe you could sack Wilder and hire him again next week that could be a good idea yeah sack him and then hire him again at the end of the season <laughs> yes there we go that's your holiday yeah holiday with a, a little wink we're sacking you with a big big wink yeah we <laughs> bring um, Mickey Adams is coming back for a bit don't worry about it it's safe hands <laughs> uh, what what a season didn't see this one coming at all to be honest well, if this is the end of the wilder era or whatever what it's, it's just a, such a Sheffield United way to go we can't just like slowly get worse I think we all knew it weren't going to last this rise we all knew we were going to eventually sort of you know regress to some degree the way it's just been like a complete boom. Mm, <laughs> That's yeah. for that we're having, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess we'll, you know, we'll. The great unknown is uh, how how this might have gone differently had there not been a pandemic. Mm. I guess if we'd still got fans in the ground, that kind of thing, and proper yeah, I think it would have made. A, say again, sorry. A proper preseason and stuff. I think proper preseason, yeah, not having a three month break or whatever it were, two month break in the middle of it, which yeah. uh, you know, we, I think it's fair to say we came out of that break very slowly, very yep. not up to match sharpness, if not match fitness, for for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. So we'll never know that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bleak, isn't it? It's it's hard to be. There's only about sixteen days left, to, seventeen days left of two thousand and twenty, which is good for a number of reasons, but purely football reasons. I think I'm right in saying we've won six games in twenty twenty. Yeah, which isn't. I mean, when you say that, that feels that's kind of okay. <laughs> yeah, feel it's that bad. a lot in the moment, that doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's like don't be so ungrateful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if we win six games for the rest of the season, that would be a pretty decent result from here. I'd have thought. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know why we're playing on Thursday. I don't really want to know. Uh, and then we play again on Sunday, I think. Um, obviously, we will be watching that game. Um, and I imagine it will... Go- I mean, oh, this is just... Again, there's nothing to lose now. Like, just... Come on. Let's let's just... Just show me something. I've been saying this for weeks. Please yeah. just show me something that I can come on this podcast and say, that was good. Like, I enjoyed that. That's you don't have to win the for, game. signs to say, again, it's all about next season. It's signs to say, do you know what? We'll, we'll, we will be all right next year because at yeah. the moment, it's looking like we're going to be struggling the year after as well. And I, I, I've, all, I've said since day one that uh, this season will be all right in the championship. I'm proper, that, that performance yesterday would not have been all right in the championship. No, 
It wouldn't at all. Um, I wonder if we should go back to the midfield that was good last season, which is uh, Fleck Norwood Lundstrom, which I know is just like yet again just uh, you know <laughs> just randomly shuffle the pack and see what yeah. happens. But yeah, I, I, oh, is I it on BT as well? I'm just looking now. Is it on BT the Man U game? I'm not sure. I don't look that far ahead. Stephen Animal. Oh, no. The, the mute button is your friend. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know who was the co-commentator oh, yesterday. Oh, he was the meant to message you that, yeah. Oh, okay. That makes a bit more sense. When's your legend? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I ended the game with the mute button fully in use, so yeah. I didn't I didn't hear the um, Southampton fans very justifiably pointing out that they were taking the mickey yeah. with their uh, yeah, laying around us and yeah, just generally being... But yeah, with the midfield you're talking about, I think that, yeah, I think you should go back to that. The only way I'd say don't go back to that is because Lundstrom probably won't be here in a couple of weeks, so... Mm, maybe he should be. You know, maybe, yeah, give him everything he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Sell Berg, just give him Berger's contract when he <laughs> signs for someone else yeah. in January, I suppose. Oh, this is... I mean, look, I'm... I'm I'm being a little bit tongue-in-cheek with some of the things I'm saying here, but the vast majority of them, I'm not. This is genuinely how I feel about this season at the moment, and there's a vast body of evidence that suggests it's not going to get better anytime soon. I mean, you know, even if we pull off a miracle win against Manchester United on um, on Thursday, it's not enough, is it? I'm going to need to see improvement over like a five or six game period before I believe that we are going to fight for it this season. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we come to. That yeah, 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 I know. And I'm still at that stage of yesterday where I was like, I already can feel I'm not going to celebrate if we equalise because it'll just be delaying the inevitable of how this game is going to go. I, so I, I've never watched games with such like I, I'm really bad at United games in terms of like getting nervous and sort of on the edge of my seat, especially when you're watching on TV. I think it's much worse. Hmm. The last since the Fulham match, I've been so relaxed watching it. Like yeah, the, yeah laid back sort of because I'm so convinced that we're not going to I think if we score eh, so what (laughs) you know he's not not going to do it I did you know I sort of like stood up when Bernie scored against Leicester but I weren't cheering because you sort of knew that we weren't going to win and it's horrible it's really really and I've never known this as a United fan as I said earlier to go back to the start of being that much out of your depth that there's nothing to sort of cling on to at all yeah, you think like yeah. When you get an equaliser, it's like right. You know, that's now it's our turn to have like a period yeah. of dominance. Like now, the other team's going to be like hanging on, but it's it's just not. It's like no. the goals that we scored have been just out of nothing almost, haven't they? And then mm. the game goes back to its its set pattern. I mean, even look, I, I keep coming back to that Fulham game. You know, we equal, they blew all those chances. We equalised from a very dodgy penalty, really. And then there was what like ten minutes left, something like that. And you're thinking. Ordinarily, you're thinking, right, Fulham are going to be hanging on by their yeah, fingernails yeah. for the rest of this game. They went all. They were. They just went immediately back to being the best team, and they had the chances to win it, and we did absolutely nothing. And yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at, I suppose. When did it do? When did it sort of? When was the, the time when you thought, hang on, we're going down here? <laughs> mm, I think when we lost to West Brom. To be honest, yeah, 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 yeah that, that was the moment. Yeah, I yeah. Because yeah, I think uh, we're all results. trying to get those three games out of the way. Look yeah. at West Ham, West Brom, get a couple of wins there. Then, you you know, we've lost them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought uh, the West Ham one was a, was pretty low, but it was a... No, we didn't really. Oh, no, we did have a few chances in that game, didn't we? We had a, we had a couple bar, of brights. Bar. Did it the bar, yeah. <laughs> but then the loss to West Brom, I mean, as, as well as we played in that game, we were and are just at that stage of like, I don't... I don't really care if we play well or not there. It's like we just need yeah, to win. To win, yeah. And now we've lost uh, another two games of where we've played much worse than those mm. well than those two that I just mentioned, to be honest. And uh yeah, we've got Man United on Thursday, we've got Brighton on Sunday. I think uh yeah, I think if we've got some points on the board, you'd be looking at Brighton, Everton, Burnley, Palace, Newcastle as our next five league games thinking Oh, hang about, you know, there's a, yeah. be a cu- couple of wins there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need to see them happen before I believe that we'll win any more games this season, I think. Yeah. Oh, what a miserable hour that was. <laughs> that was fantastic. I enjoyed it. It is quite cathartic. I've got it off my chest anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it... we're, mo- we're moving on. We're moving down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have to laugh, I think, don't you? <laughs> I, I can't remember what it was, but I said that to you yesterday. Like, you know, I think you just 
I think it was the second goal when it was. I did actually laugh when that went in. Not again. Not in a mocking our players thing. Just in a oh, you know, flipping egg. Yeah. <laughs> what you're supposed what you're supposed to do. But actually, the answer is uh, defend slightly better and don't let the team run to the edge of the box. I'm more positive have... now. We're on Sean View this week, last week, mm. and uh, I said that we'd lose three 0 And who's right? I was right. Who's laughing yeah. now? <laughs> had the last laugh. Did I, I will say, by the no. way, <laughs> no. Yeah, I will say, and uh, feel free to, uh, you know, call me out as a terrible United fan. Betting against United this season is free money, and I'm going to continue to do it until I lose. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, it's the odds are still fairly generous. Just, um, yeah, if anyone's looking for some free free dosh here, just, uh, yeah, just just bet the opposition outright and enjoy your winnings. Yeah, I'm not honest um, to lose please. yet. I think, I mean, maybe that's, that's the key. I'll, I'll, you know, be homeless by the end of it. But if it's just bet, <laughs> you know, United to lose everyone, we might start winning again. Yeah, please gamble responsibly. <laughs> that <laughs> is very know. responsible gambling, betting against United, to be fair. <laughs> it pretty much is, yeah. Um, let's let's wrap up there, mate. Uh, so you, you, you took a slightly different approach, as you said, to uh, Roy's view from this week. Do you want to just uh, tell people about that? Yeah, I, I did um, some views from United fans rather than Southampton fans, which see, most people seem to think were a good idea. I just think it got to the point where I were a bit mardy, and I thought, does anybody really want to... And it's another set of fans basically saying, oh, how good are we? How good are we? It's yeah. a great... Especially with the fans coming back, I kept thinking, like, they're going to say, great to see the fans back and, and a 3-0 win. I don't want to read this nonsense. No. You know, so uh, I just did a, a view on Sheffield United fans instead, which was uh, very upbeat. You, you you got included yourself, actually. I saw, yeah, that was yeah. A rich, rich company indeed. I was very, very privileged <laughs> position to appear on there. Thank you. I'll, I'll be back for the Man United loss um, because I, I, I'm running out of a uh, yeah. I can't I can't keep doing. I don't know. It's just really difficult because, like I said, I've, look, I've been doing this view from since the League One, the first season in League One. So mm. I've had worse times going on. You know, finding Fleetwood Town comments, which were horrendous when we've lost, or Yeovil mm-hmm. Town when we've lost 1-0. So I've had worse times in that sense, but I've never had a run where for 16 games, I think it is in a row now, where I've been on yeah. the position forum and basically just had fans basically saying how good they were and how rubbish we are. So 50, it's a lot, it's a lot to, it's a lot to uh, go through. It's been, yeah. yeah, it's been a long, long time. Well, we don't have the like in-person gallows humour that we would normally have from a run. I mean, maybe not a run quite like this, but mm. because because we're not there. I mean, not yeah. to belabour this point, but it is. I mean, the fan experience is essentially watch us lose, go on Twitter, moan about it, and then just get in an That's argument it. with someone. If we'd have lost, a, if we'd have gone on this run, I'd have, I'd have carried on. Well, I'll still will carry on doing it, but because you, you, there's little things that happen at the match, if you know what I mean. Like someone might. I don't want to go into this on this particular. Uh, family-friendly podcast, but there's a Bolton oh, one, for God. instance. I don't know if anyone's seen where they did something quite disgusting in a sink. Which, oh yes, you know, yeah, um, and there's stuff like that that happens that you can sort of talk about that takes. So you know, it, it takes away from the, the 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 horribleness of the game and stuff. But we're not we've not nothing, have we, for that? So no, we do not. So let's hope the blades. Uh... <laughs> At least give us some signs that uh, next season might if be more fun. If we beat Man United, least... I might just put a video up of Mark Goldbridge. <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> that, could be, that could be the entire podcast. Yeah, we'll just, <laughs> just see if we can uh, just rip his feed and put that on here instead. Yeah. Uh, nice one, mate. Well, people, check that out, roysviewfrom.com, obviously, and you are at Panchero on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we will leave it there. We'll be back on uh, Friday, I guess. Are you yeah, free Friday, Friday to I talk about the next defeat? Well, three three pods in a week. We cannot be defeated, even if the team cannot win. Yeah, 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 exactly. No. <laughs> nice one. All right, thanks, mate. I'll uh, I will talk to you in a bit. Thanks for your time. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Big thanks to Andrew. Thank you as always to yourself for downloading and for listening to this podcast. And finally, a big thank you to a sponsor of Blaze Pod, and that is of course Glistening Kicks. Now, do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers? and think they could use a bit of a touch-up, then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris. They'll give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, 
glistening kicks off a local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service. So you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should also mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they now offer a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life that you think needs cheering up, uh, which is probably all of them, I guess, uh, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk plus... Follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you.